0: Hello, friends. It's your old pal, Aria Hawani back with another edition of The Pod. And this week, my friends, we've got a special light heavyweight edition of The Hawani Show. We've got Dominic Reyes, number one contender at 205, and Anthony Smith coming up. Obviously, the light heavyweight division very much in focus these days with the departure of John Jones from the division. So we're focusing on that on today's show. But before we get to all of that... I want to let you know that my man Scott Van Pelt makes his return to the podcasting world this week with a brand new edition of the SV pod. In case you were wondering, Scott's been off the entire summer. Lucky for him as he's been settling into his new home in Maryland, which is of course where he's originally from after spending a decade in Connecticut. SVP is back home doing what he loves where he loves. Isn't that the dream? Isn't that what we all want in our life to be where we want to be? Anyway, he'll tell you about all of that on this week's edition of The Pod, which you can download and subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. Now on to today's program, and remember, listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. This Wednesday, August 19th, 2020. Hello again, everyone. Hope you're doing well. Welcome back to a brand new edition of the show. And as always, we are presented by Modelo. Modelo Especial. Root for those with a fighting spirit. So, we got a lot to discuss on today's program. Monday afternoon... John Jones made it official. Finally, after months, maybe even years, of threatening to leave the light heavyweight division, John Jones, the longest reigning champion in the light heavyweight division's history, the youngest champion in UFC history, vacated, finally, his UFC 205-pound title. You'll recall earlier this summer, he said, you know, I want to go up, I want to fight Francis, I want to get paid. I'm insulted, they won't pay me, I'm going to leave, all this stuff, but he never officially did it. Well, on Monday afternoon, we got confirmation that he officially vacated the title, and he was done at 205. He closed that chapter in his life. Massive news. On Tuesday night, we found out that the UFC booked for September 26th, UFC 253, Dominic Reyes, who of course fought John Jones back in February, up against Jan Bachovitz, who of course fought Corey Anderson and beat him back in February as well. They're going to fight for the vacant title. The winner will be the undisputed champion at 205 pounds. This is big news. First time in nine and a half years that someone not named John Jones and Daniel Cormier will vie and win the light heavyweight championship. This is a big deal. So with John, he has said he's going to stay in the USADA testing pool. He has said that he wants to move up. Dana White is okay with that, but Dana White has also said Francis is next for Stipe Miocic. It's going to be Francis Ngannou versus Stipe Miocic at some point, the rematch for the belt. So he can't leapfrog Francis, which I like very much. I'm very happy about that. Francis deserves it. He's done enough. Four straight wins against Curtis Blades and Junior Dos Santos, Cain Velasquez, Jarzino Rosenstrike. He's the rightful guy. The question becomes, A, do they pay Jon Jones what he wants? B, does he wait and fight against either Stipe or Francis right away title fight? Or C, does he go up against some top contender, a Curtis Blades, a Francis, uh, excuse me, a Derek Lewis, someone like that. We don't know the answers to those questions, but what we do know is Dominic Reyes is fighting Jan Bahovitz for the title on September 26th at UFC 253 for the belt, and that is very big news. So in today's program, we'll talk to Dominic about that in his first interview since the news came out. We'll also talk to Anthony Smith, who's fighting Alexander Rakic on August 29th, In a main event fight, a three-round main event fight, the original main event was supposed to be Zabit Magomed Sharipov versus Yair Rodriguez. Yair got hurt. He's out because of the injured ankle. Zabit is still in limbo. So they bumped up Anthony versus Alexander in a three-round main event fight. That's next weekend in Las Vegas. I'll tell you what I think should happen with John Jones a little later on. But for now, here's my exclusive conversation with Dominic Grace. Dom, first off, thank you so much for the time. I appreciate. It. We got a lot to get to here, so thank you so much for this.
1: No problem, man. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, Ariel.
0: Thank you, and I love that setup you got going on there. Kudos on that. You're looking appreciate good. It. You're living large. Um, all How right, so let's. Got, <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, so let's start here. When did you first find out that John Jones was actually leaving the division and vacating the title?
1: In all honesty, I found out when it was announced. I, I didn't really. I didn't have any idea.
0: So when did they first come to you about fighting on September
1: 26th? A couple of weeks ago.
0: And was the plan for you to fight Jan or initially were they trying to get you to fight John?
1: Well, initially it was just a blank contract, like whoever we could put in front of you, that's what we're going to do. Like it was either John or Yan. That was, those were the options, but it was all depending on John. Like everybody was like, what's John going to do? So I agreed to either one, and then they came out with John's vacating, and now it's for the vacant belt with Jan. Right. And so when you were agreeing to
0: that sort of blank contract, was there a belt attached to it? Like, regardless, were you only fighting on that date if you could fight for the belt?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Especially on a short-notice fight. Like, you're going to give me a short-notice fight, you got to make it worth it, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah uh was there any, ever any talk of an interim belt and not the the actual belt
1: um they mentioned that but it was it was uh like i said it was all depending on john they were like yeah. if he comes back you know then obviously you guys are gonna rematch it's gonna be epic everybody's gonna love it blah, blah blah and then if not then uh it could be for an interim with jen or we'll get or we'll strip john or he'll vacate like they had all the scenarios and i was like all right whatever like so you're telling me there I mean, ain't shit I could do about it anyway,
0: so
1: I'm, I'm all right.
0: <laughs> so as far as you knew, um, if John agreed to stick around at 205, it would have been you versus John Jones too. Like, you know, there was some discussion, would it be John versus Jan, John versus you? Their plan was you versus John, but it was up to him if he was going to stick around, correct? Absolutely. What was your reaction when you found out he
1: was leaving? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> That was my reaction. Like, come on, bro. Seriously? Ah, that's whack. But then it was like, all right, well, whatever. The show must go on, you know. Either way, I'm fighting. Either way, I'm going for the belt. So the whole goal is to get the belt anyway. It sucks that, you know, I can't be John for it at this time. But I'll catch him. I'll catch him later.
0: Were you surprised that ultimately he decided to leave? A little bit. It was a
1: little bit, a little bit shocking. But then at the same time, not because – If you look, I I try to look at things from other people's perspectives and, you know, what they've been through and what leads to whatever decision they make. And if you look at it, John, you know, I think truly in his heart, he felt like, you know, he won that fight unanimously and uh, he has nothing else to prove in the division. Either that or he's like, shit, man, I could really lose my belt to this guy. So let's avoid that. And uh, we'll just vacate and go up to heavyweight and we'll make a run at the title.
0: So that was actually my next question. Do you believe that him vacating the title and moving up to heavyweight now? Because of course it had been rumored and he had talked about it for quite some time. Do you believe it has anything or everything to do with you?
1: Yes. Yes. And no, I'm going to say yes, because I I do believe that. And no, because he's going to say no. (laughs) But you think that he just doesn't want to rematch you? I think his ego won't let him admit that that I'm the reason Um, he I know he doesn't want to rematch me I mean it's obvious he vacated the belt like you don't give up something you're proud of you know what I mean like I win the belt I'm not gonna be like god I'm gonna give it up like I'm gonna go up to heavyweight like no man you win you you earn that shit like why why would you just give it up unless you feel like you didn't earn it you know what I mean and so when you do fight on September 26th, yes, it will be for the
0: Undisputed title. But will it feel the same as if you would have won the belt back in February? Because you're not fighting John. You're not fighting the greatest light heavyweight of all time. Um, and it, it doesn't have that same sort of cachet attached to it. So how do you think it will feel if all goes well for you next month?
1: It's going to feel freaking fantastic, man. It, it, it won't feel like, you know, because you know what
0: everyone will say, paper champ this, that, you didn't, you didn't beat the guy, all that stuff.
1: Bro, if I cared about what everybody said, I wouldn't be fighting right now. That's just just facts. It doesn't matter. Like I said, none of this is in my control. I'm just doing what I can do. I'm fighting, fighting for the belt. I'm going to be a great champion and I'm going to freaking make my family, my friends and my people proud when I go out there and perform on September 26th. Either way, I'm performing. I'm doing what I love to do. So it doesn't matter if it's I beat John, I beat Jan, I beat whoever I beat to win the belt. I got the belt. That's all that matters. That's all that's ever mattered the whole time. I I said that when I was fighting John, I said, it doesn't matter if it's John. I just want the belt. That's all that matters to me. Like Mm -hmm. people come and go. The belt is concrete, man. I ain't going nowhere. At some point before your career is done, would you like to get that rematch
0: against John because it was such a close grade fight or are you kind of over it at this point?
1: At this point, I don't really give a shit about John Jones. To be a hundred percent honest. Uh, he's irrelevant in my life now. So as far as I'm concerned, who, you know, it doesn't matter anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll see what the future holds, my friend. We will see what the future holds. Maybe, you know, this is what I'm really thinking, though. I'm thinking, you know, I win this belt. It's going to create all kinds of hype. Everybody's going to be talking about Eden big John, blah, 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 blah. And John's going to be like, yeah, pay-per-view. All right. right. Mm-hmm. And then we're gonna come together, I'm gonna be the champ, he's gonna try to get my belt, and I'm gonna smash him. Oh, so or not. Think... and I'll never see him again. So it just... okay. either way, like it's hard to you know. That's gonna happen or it's not. Right. Either way, I'm still I'm still moving along. I'm good.
0: And and you know, because of the fact that you are fighting Yan next, I mean I would imagine that you agree that would be the guy, right? Like, you know, yeah. if it wasn't yeah, gonna be indeed. John.
1: Jan is a beast. Yeah.
0: Have you been impressed with him, especially what he did in his last fight
1: against Corey Anderson? I've been impressed with Jan for years, man. Like I've been trying to fight Jan since I beat uh because I respect the guy's game. Mm. He is a very technical striker. He has, he has more power than John. I think he's a more dangerous fight for me, to be 100% honest. He's a counter striker with a lot of power, and he has a BJJ black belt, and he's very technical everywhere. John doesn't counter strike has no power and he's not that technical. He's just tricky.
0: Wow. I think a lot of people would be surprised by that statement. You think Jan is a tougher matchup for you than John Jones. Yes. Wow. Um, uh, and so, okay. So you said that it was short notice. I do recall maybe on Sunday, I think on Instagram, you posted something about signing a new contract was that the contract for this fight, or was that a new fight contract? What was that? Because you, you ghosted me when I asked you about that.
1: <laughs> hey, man. Uh, organizational <laughs> policy, you know? I can't, okay. I can't disclose everything. Uh, yeah, it was for this fight.
0: Okay. Did you get a new deal for this fight?
1: It's a championship fight.
0: Okay. So, you happy with it? I am. Um, when did you – so, like, you, you called this a short notice, though. So, like, when did you first start training for this fight? Was it just last week? Last week. Or this week? week? Really? Last week. Yeah. So you're going to get maybe – you're going to get like a month and a half
1: or so? How do you feel about, about – six weeks of training, yes. How do you feel about
0: six weeks for another title fight? Is that enough? It's going to be enough. Okay. I
1: prefer an actual real, like, camp for a title fight. But, I mean, if they're going to disrespect me with this and whatever, it is what it is, man. I'm, it's, it's just adding more fuel to the fire. It's, it's a little more adversity to overcome, you know what I mean? But mm. – why do you feel like it's disrespectful bro it's a championship fight and you're gonna give me six weeks notice on a co-main yeah (laughs) like come on bro were you
0: not were you were you not kind of staying in shape
1: because of everything going on or it's not that i'm not in shape it's that it takes time to prepare man yeah i want i want to go out there and freaking put on a a hell of a show for the fans I, i I want to do some some dope shit, man. I want to sleep them, I, I, I choke them out, whatever. You know, I, I want to get a, a, an astonishing finish, and that takes film study. It takes time. It takes a little bit of a little bit more than than six weeks. But what's
0: your ideal length for a camp?
1: Uh, Ten weeks for a five, fight, weeks. 5 round fight. Yeah, five rounds is no joke, bro. It's no joke. Especially when you're a 205 pounder. We're not these little guys where energy expenditure is a lot different. When I move, it requires a lot more energy than when it takes, you know, TJ Dillashaw or Cordy, Cody Garbrandt to move. You know what I mean? Right. It's just, it's, it's just biology, bro.
0: If you don't mind me asking, how much did you weigh when the uh, camp started? 226. Okay. So that's not too bad, right?
1: No, I'm not out of shape. Like I said, I've been training. I, yeah. I don't get myself out of shape. Like, I'm not going to go past 230. Like, I don't do that. Right. But it's just a little – it's a game-planning thing. It's, it's a timing thing. You know what I mean? It's rounds. It's things like that. It's mm. just what I would prefer. You know, it is a championship fight. It is what it is. I've accepted it. They compensated me for my troubles. So,
0: we're going to get it. We're going to get it. Because it's not the main event, did you try to say, hey, why don't you just put me on the October pay-per-view? Yes. That's and exactly what happened?
1: What I tried to do. And they said, nope. <laughs> really? That's interesting. I think the card needed some help. Yeah. So.
0: Uh, Here my I understa- am. My understanding is it's... A- yeah, good. I mean, <laughs> hey, you, you're a company guy. Uh, my understanding is it's happening um, on, uh, quote-unquote, Fight Island in Abu Dhabi. Is that accurate?
1: I honestly don't know. They haven't told us where it's going to happen. Okay. <laughs> They're like, I'm all gonna- right, six weeks, you're up. Where? We don't know. <laughs> I'm like all right, cool.
0: <laughs> well, usually it doesn't matter, but in this case it kind of does because if it does. it's in Vegas it's a small it's cage. cage.
1: Yeah. It matters. It 100% matters. Yes. So, what's your preference? A big cage. I'm a big guy. Mm. I'm not I love to strike. It, it restricts movement. It, it encourages grappling. It's it's ridiculous. I It's a contender cage. Like <laughs> why are UFC guys Actual roster athletes fighting in a contender cage. You know, they built a 30 foot cage for a reason because think of it like this. Then if the, NF- the uh, NCAA has shorter hash marks than the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. That's for a reason. So you could have more room to run because you're faster, you're bigger, you're better. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just like uh, major league soccer. They have bigger fields than college player than the college field. It's a bigger field. So you have more room to play the game is better when you have more room. Just like the NBA, they move the three-point line back because the pros are better.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. It's
1: the exact same thing. People just don't like compute. Like, there's a reason for these things. Like real pros, it matters. It's just the facts.
0: So, at what point do you think you'll know? Because this is a big part of your preparation, right?
1: It is. It is, man. But we apparently with COVID, there's no rules. And there's no transparency. So. We we just got to roll with the punches, man. Like it's gonna either way, bro. We were meeting in the center and we're throwing down. Like I, uh, I prefer a bigger cage, but what I get is what I get at this point. We're in COVID. Apparently, with COVID, they could do whatever they want. Are you frustrated? A little bit, a little bit frustrated. I, I it's 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 interesting because this frustration is it. It's kind of towards the situation but it's all being directed at him okay <laughs> like <laughs> you're
0: gonna take it out on Yan.
1: a hundred percent like every day like i get frustrated with something and it just amplifies like you know what? f this guy I'm like now he somebody's gonna pay somebody's gonna freaking pay all right and unfortunately for jan it's him he's he's gonna be in my way he's trying to stop me from my freaking dreams and my destiny and my freaking belt so he's going to pay. All his other shit is adding on to the amount of punishment I'm going to lay out to this fool. Um,
0: how many times have you watched the, the Jones fight?
1: Mm, maybe five times. Uh,
0: how frustrating is it for
1: you? <laughs> hey, it's not that frustrating. It, it's actually like encouraging. because It's like, fuck, man, I'm really good. <laughs> I'm really good. <laughs> well, I remember
0: I saw you a month later. Uh, the last time we were in Vegas, the last time there were fans at an event. That was cool. And it was a month later, right? And it was, I think it was kind of setting in. Like, you know, when I talked to you the Monday after, you were mad. But a month later, you're like, man, I lost that all money. I could be the champion. Like, at some point, did you go from like mad to like pissed off that you were robbed of something? Like, the stages of grief there. What was that like?
1: I went through all the stages, man. Yeah. <laughs> mad, pissed, uh, frustrated. Uh, I, want to, I want to get it back. You know, there, there's. All kinds of emotions. And then at the end, like now, it's just, it is what it is, man. We're, next chapter, boom, let's go. Mm. And then How there's more you- little obstacles, but there's always obstacles in life, man. There's always something to overcome. There's always some kind of adversity. So this is just another another chapter, another, another freaking more shit to the journey, man.
0: How do you think he's going to do at heavyweight?
1: I think he'll do well. He's moving to heavyweight because those guys are slow. You do realize that, right? Mm. He can't keep up with us anymore. After what me and Tiago did to him, he's like, man, I need, I need to go up. I need these guys are getting too fast, They're getting too athletic, or getting too good. The heavyweights are still slow. You know, I, I, could do my thing. I could go back to do my thing against them. So I think he sees at it, It's a there's better matchups for him at heavyweight. Than there are at light heavyweight. It's it's there are danger. They're heavyweights, it's dangerous. But John's hard to hit and he knows that. So he's like, these guys aren't gonna be able to touch me.
0: Him versus Stipe, who wins in your opinion? At this time? Yeah. Stipe. Him versus Francis, who wins?
1: Um that one's tough. Um, I gotta see Francis fight again. Uh he's if he's not if he's not moving his feet like he should be, then John will win. If he is, then he will win. But you said the Stipe won right away, like no hesitation. Yeah. Why? Well, because Stipe has great footwork. Mm. And Stipe moves very well. So that, that's why I said Stipe right away because he has fantastic footwork and he could touch John up. And he has the chin. I mean, John doesn't hit that hard. But anyway, he still has the chin to take it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, but don't you think that will be a problem if he doesn't
0: hit hard at light heavyweight and then goes up to heavyweight? <laughs>
1: hey, that's his problem, man. that's. that's right. I, I think he's going to focus a lot on like increasing his power. I think after the fight, when I said, uh, well, like, what's the one thing that surprised you about fighting John? I was like how weak he was. <laughs> like, I think that bothered him. I'm pretty sure. And he started lifting like the next day. <laughs>
0: you know, when all the drama happened, like a couple of months ago with all of this was that, I mean, I know you you said you're frustrated now, but did you want to come back sooner? And then you were kind of left in limbo or was this the time you wanted to come back regardless
1: the thing is, I just wanted them to tell me what the plan was. Like, right. I'm the number one contender, and you're not telling me shit. You're not letting me know what's going on at all. Like, if you would have told me this freaking in proper time, it would have been all good. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, thank you for letting me know. Like, thank you for being transparent. Let me know what you're going to do with my career. You know what I mean? Like, I'm all aboard. I'm down to promote. I'm down to be with the organization. I'm, down. I'm, I'm 100% down. Just put me in the damn loop. So I could be part of it. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I could prepare hundred percent and be champion for years and years and years and years. You know what I'm saying? Give me that opportunity. Don't just be like, well, we're just going to do this. Like here, here, we need to save this card. So here you go. You know what I mean? Like, what? come on, man. Like I worked very hard to be, put myself in this position. I've sacrificed a shit ton my entire life. And then now you're going to hit me with, Oh well, we weren't really doing shit, and then now we're doing shit. So uh, now we're to your division. We, we we came back around to it. Oh fuck, man. Oh, all right. Here you go. You know what I mean? That's that's what frustrates me. It's just like, just just come on, man. Like, be transparent. I'm I'm all aboard. I'm all aboard. Like let me just let me know what's going on, so I I can be prepared too. I'm the one fighting. Like, what the fuck.
0: No, I understand. I certainly understand where you're coming from. Um, another interesting component to all of this is, you know, for the past nine and a half years, only John Jones and Daniel Cormier have held the belt at 205. Um, be and pretty nuts, right? I mean, that's yeah. a, almost a decade of just two guys holding the title. Uh, so you're going to be, you know, you win this, you're, you're going to be the new face of the division. The mm-hmm. idea of that, the thought of that after everything you've been through, especially this year with all the frustration, I would imagine that gets you very excited. That gives you motivation. Oh,
1: absolutely. I mean, that's the goal, Ariel. That's the goal. I mean, to be the champion. That's what we set out. That's why I'm here. It's why I'm talking to you, man. To be the champion. And, and I'm another step closer. Just one one more battle and I'm champion. And then I'll start defending my belt. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a crazy, crazy road. Very, very exciting. It's, it's, it's very exciting still. Even though it's short notice, I'm still extremely excited. I'm freaking honored and i'm freaking i'm gonna be ready i'm gonna be ready well you know i'm gonna be ready but it's 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 definitely an honor man it's definitely an honor
0: Uh, last thing for you uh, given the times any challenges as far as training your gym training partners whatnot or is it pretty i just uh... had to get on the
1: phone that was it i got on the phone called some people up hey come train i got people coming okay
0: Well, I can't wait for it. September 26th, UFC 253, uh, Mm -hmm. two great title fights, Israel Destiny against Paulo Costa, and, of course, Dominic Grace against Jan Bochovitz, two massive fights at 185 and 205. I'm happy you're getting your
1: title fight. Do not sleep on this fight, people. Believe me, this is going to be a freaking war. It's going to be a freaking war. mm, Appreciate you all, man. Thank you.
0: Interesting stuff there from Dominic Reyes. You could tell a little bit frustrated with getting the fight on short notice. Uh, Obviously wanted the John Jones fight, the rematch. I thought he won that fight back in February, as I've said many a times. But he is getting that title fight. And I do believe that this is very much like UFC 167, where a lot of people, including myself, thought Johnny Hendricks beat George St. Pierre. He didn't get the nod. George walks away, vacates the title. They then book for the next year, March of the following year, 2014, Johnny versus Robbie Lawler at UFC 171. Johnny wins, and it didn't feel like it was a second-place title. It didn't feel like a paper title because we thought that Johnny beat GSP. So I think if Dominic wins, it's the best thing for the division. It will feel like it's a real weight class that's just kind of moving along like he's the lineal champion, to be honest with you, and I think that will keep the division healthy. So we'll see what happens there. As far as John Jones is concerned, for me, the best-case scenario for the UFC is you keep him on the sidelines, let him bulk up, let him fight the winner of Stipe versus Francis. If you risk having him in there in his heavyweight debut against a Curtis, a Derek, a Volkov, I don't know, pick a guy, an Olinic, what if he gets knocked out? What if he doesn't do well? What if he gets injured? What if he slips on a banana peel? There is so much money to be made in John Jones's heavyweight debut being for the title. I would buy time, book Stipe versus Francis in December or so, have John fight for the belt. In the spring or summer of 2021, boom, everyone wins. That's what I would do if I were in charge. Anyway, a guy who knows a thing or two about John Jones is Anthony Smith. He returns to action on August 29th, main event in Las Vegas against Alexander Rakich. But before we move on and speak
3: to Lionheart himself. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need You're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
0: All right. Now here's my conversation with the great Anthony Smith. And now let us say hello to the man who will be headlining the UFC event on August 29th in Las Vegas. He's former UFC light heavyweight title contender, Lionheart himself, Anthony Smith, who goes up against Alexander Rakic in a very interesting three-round main event. Uh, this this wasn't supposed to be the original main event. Uh, Zabit magomed Charipop versus Yair Rodriguez was the original main event. Yair gets hurt, so they call upon old faithful Anthony Smith to uh, headline another card. And I'll, I'll start there, Anthony, if I can, because I remember when this fight was first put together, you were like, you know what? Uh, maybe it'll be nice to have, you know, a non... Uh, main event, a three-round fight. Well, here you are in a three-round fight, but you're the main event once again. So how did you feel when you got that call?
2: Uh, I felt good. You know, I, everything was going really, really good for this training camp. Um, I don't want to be cliche and say it's the best training camp of my life, but, I mean, it's the truth. Like, things are just going good. I'm in a good place. I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm just, I don't know, everything's just really coming together. Um, and they called the, the day of the way. I was actually in Vegas uh, when they called. I was working the... Uh, God, man. Uh, Derek Lewis and Olenek fight. I was working the, the desk for that one. Uh, and that's about the time the guy ear fell off. And uh, they just asked if I'd be willing to do the main event. And I said that I, I was definitely open to the conversation. Uh, and, you know, here we are. You get a little bump when
0: they bump you up to the main event?
2: Well, that's why it's three rounds. <laughs> well, a bump in pay. Yeah, that's why it's three rounds. What do you mean? Well, I mean, it, listen, I don't... I think people are under the impression that fighters that train for three rounds versus five rounds that their training camps look totally different. Not necessarily the case, like at least not for my camp. So we, it wouldn't matter if we're doing five or three, like I'm going to get in the best shape I possibly can leading into this fight. It's not like we get to a point where like, Oh, okay, we're we'll only five, three rounds. We're probably good here. Like it doesn't really work like that. Um, but tactically that changes everything. Uh, how we approach it, what the first round looks like, what the second round looks like you know, I'm not fighting this guy like I fought Alexander and when I didn't even care if I won or not. And I just went in and threw bombs and see what would happen. Uh, there's, you know, the, Alexander brings some some interesting problems to the table and, and we have to adjust to that depending on how many rounds it is. Um, and I just wasn't, you know, and, and it wasn't like there was an argument. It was like, hey, uh, if you want five rounds, like on two weeks notice, like we got to do something here. And they were like, well, you know, the way things are working. I was like, well, I'll fight, I'll fight three for sure. So I don't okay. have to change anything. And they said, so you're willing to do a three round main event. And I was like, yeah, for sure. You
0: know, okay, they wanted to go,
2: they went to Alex, he was good with it. And here we are. So in, in
0: other words, it's three rounds, it's main event, but it's for the same amount.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. Um, obviously the last time we saw you, that was a much talked about uh, fight and there was all the stuff that happened surrounding it. Uh, just curious, how long did it take for you to actually heal up from, you know, the busted orbital, the teeth, all that. So how long
2: did that take? Uh, it was pretty fast. Uh, I tried to get cleared. I tried to get cleared like a month later, uh, to get my suspension, uh, lifted from, uh, from Florida and they were having some issues and I had to go back through all this different testing. And, and so it took about it like an additional two weeks, but I was, I would have been good to it like a month.
0: Okay. Um, and did you want to come back sooner or did you want to come back later? And they called you with this, or was this the perfect time for you to come back? Because I'll admit when I first found out about you coming back in August, I was like, all right, that's three months. Those injuries seem significant, maybe a little time off. Uh, so I thought you would come back maybe in the fall, you know, October or so. What did you think of August 29th when it was a man, I would have
2: fought, I would have fought sooner. I really Really? would if they would have let me. Um, and I, and again, I, I, like, I know the UFC does get a bad rap on a lot of things and, and maybe some of them are warranted and maybe some of them aren't, you know, but, um, they they weren't really having it. Like I wanted to get back sooner, and I really wanted to fight on Fight Island, oh. and they just they're you know they're like, hey, you just had a tough fight, you know, let yourself heal, uh, and we'll have something coming down the pipe for you. So oh. I don't know if they had this in mind before, and they just wanted to, you know, they had a time that they wanted it to be, and, and it was now. But uh, yeah, I tried to fight on Fight Island. Wow,
0: uh, back in July, not the one in September. They're going in September. You're, right. You're talking about July. last month. Yeah,
2: I wanted to fight in July
0: that's amazing you just you just felt like you wanted to get back in there
2: yeah yeah like well, you know we've talked about this before I do really well when I'm running out there a lot like on the flip side of that I spend a lot of time bitching you know especially to you like man we're going again like <laughs> we do like uh you know we'll talk after the fight and then like two days later we gotta talk again because I got another one booked you know yes. so like I do kind of complain about it but I perform better when I'm when that's happening and I and maybe that's part of the way that I came up uh, in the re on the regional scene it was Constantly having to fight as often as I could. Some of it financial, and some of it just trying to get a shot. And and I took every opportunity in front of me. So maybe that's just kind of how I'm wired—that I just want to keep fighting, and I just tend to do better that way when I'm not at a camp for a long time because I always train like in between fights. But it's not like a hard training camp, right? So um, that's why I want—I just want to keep the ball rolling. Like even though it wasn't a great (laughs) a great performance, I had I had some wind in my sails still. Like I like all right, I'm already in this training camp mode. Let's just keep it rolling and let's fix these problems.
0: Have you watched the fight against Glover?
2: Uh no, not beginning
0: to end. Any particular reason why?
2: Uh no. No, I mean, my coach has pulled we've pulled up some like clips and things that like some things that I did well and some things that we needed to fix, but uh, you know, I'm kind of just good with it. Like mm. uh, like the John fight keeps me up at night. The Tiago Santos keeps me up at night. Still. You know, yeah. Still. Wow. But like Glover, like we're kind of good, you know, like I'm good with it. Like the first two rounds, like there's, there were some things to take from that positive. Um, I, I essentially I did whatever I wanted when I wanted to. Um, I I think that those two rounds are the, you know, the, if, if you look at us from the outside, like that's where Glover and I are. Skill set wise. Like I'm just that much better than he is. Mm. I did come out a little hot, you know, I doubled my output, you know, per round, the highest output I've ever had in my whole career, I doubled it in the first and the second round. So, you know, I think that I'd been off for so long and I wanted to make a, I think I wanted to make a stamp, you know, I wanted to put a stamp on it and, and, you know, I just, I didn't have any momentum and there's no crowd to like feed off of and it was just different. So I just came out super hot and even, even the, the up was kind of, was just different. Uh, it just felt different. So you know, as I go into the first two rounds, I'm kind of doing whatever the hell I wanted to do, which amped me up even more. Cause I'm like, all right, I'm going to get a finish. And you know, it would what did Mike Tyson say? Or, or Teddy Alice, one of those guys said, if, if you chase the finish, you're never going to win a decision. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's kind of what I did, you know? And and then in the third round, he hit me with the uppercut and I was, you know, I just couldn't, I couldn't track his punches from my right side. And I mean, what do you do? Like you're fighting a guy like Glover Teixeira, you know, like half blind. Uh, and then your teeth are broken off in your mouth and it, you tired. And like, I did everything I could with what I had in that fight. So like, like I was heartbroken about it. Like, and it still sucks, but like, my pride is intact and, and Glover's a good dude. Like he, if you're going to lose to someone. Like if I was going to lose that night, I'm glad it was to someone like Glover. Like I can't, I don't think I can ever, I've ever been able to say honestly before, like I'm happy for his success. Mm. So like, it sucks that, that I lost. Like that really sucks. But Like what a good dude though, you know, like, like he deserves it. So, you know, he beat me fair and square that night and, and I'm happy for his success. By the way, did you put in new teeth? Yeah. Look at that. I mean, your teeth are from, I don't know who has better teeth. You or Darren Till. Dude. So I've always wondered about Darren Till's teeth. Yes. And, and I, and I always wanted to ask him. I just hadn't run into him yet. Yeah. And then I seen you talking to him and he finally because <laughs> he'd never talked about it before. Right. I was like, there's no way that guy has perfect goddamn teeth like that and they're not and they're not veneers. And then it, it was cool though that he didn't like some people that get veneers, they like pretend like, no, this is my mm-hmm. real teeth, and I was just born like this. Like, no, 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 no. You're lying. No yeah. way they're that perfect. Darren isn't
0: exactly bashful. I don't think that he's <laughs> the kind of no. Who who no. has better teeth, you or him, in your opinion?
2: Um, probably Darren. I would say Darren because I still uh, I haven't had enough time to get the, I have the gaps right here from where I've had uh, teeth broken off before in fights. So I had to have them pulled and then um, you have to wait for those spots to heal. And then they put the implants in. Oh. So it's, it's the implants are like really gnarly though. They drill these like things into your jaw and you have to wait for that to heal. And then they put a post in there and then they put the tooth on it. Oh, so no. Darren's are are full all the way back. And so I have a couple of gaps that, that we still have to fill. So you will do that now, eventually. Yeah. Now. Yeah. But for now,
4: The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
0: Um, one of, the, one of the, big ta- the major talking point after was the interaction with your coaches and then not the stopping the fight and all that stuff. Just curious, not going to harp too much on it, but has your stance changed? I feel like it hasn't, but you still feel the same way as when we spoke about it a few days later, right? You don't regret them not stopping or the, the relationship you have with your coaches or the agreement that you have that they can't stop a fight. Your stance on that hasn't changed, correct?
2: No, no, I'm still good with it. Um, and, and we really haven't talked about it that much. You know, like it's not one of those things that, and I don't know if we talked about this before, but it's not like I had this meeting and sat them down hmm. and said, there, here's the deal. Like, here's the rules, blah, blah, blah. Like, it wasn't like that. And I think that people think when I say that that I had like i i- I called a meeting and and made them sign a contract, and you know what I mean it, it's not that serious it's more you're watching a fight and it's going really bad or or someone does throw in the towel or whatever, and then you know like you make those half jokingly half not joking like if you guys ever did that shit, I'll fire you you know and and then you 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 talk about it a little bit and then it just goes on, so we really haven't talked about it much like. I, I i still don't feel like the fight was in a spot that it needed to be stopped it, it, it depends on where your argument is like is your argument when a fighter can't win anymore because that seems to be chael's kind of argument like once a fighter can no longer win uh chael thinks that you should stop to fight I, I i will argue that one for sure because i think that there's a lot to be learned there and like listen after the third round maybe it was the fourth round might have been the fourth um I remember like standing up from the stool and like just blood pouring out of every hole in my face like thinking man I probably can't do it this time you know like I've got pulled out I pulled off a lot of crazy wins and and pulled my ass out of some crazy stuff but I just know like in that moment I was like "Ah, I just don't think I can do it this time but that doesn't mean that you quit right like that's that's kind of my mentality I always tell people that it's not to me it's it's not about The whole thing isn't about the result it's more about the it's not about the destination it's about the journey there so i'm i'm more worried about the things that happen between the first bell and the last bell and i'm less concerned with the things that happen after the last bell so even though i knew like i'm gonna do the best i can but i probably can't pull it out this time there there's still a lot to be learned there like there's a there's a lot that's gonna happen in that journey and you only find out who you really are as a person when it's staring you right in the face, it's kind of like when the dude broke in my house, like, are you a fight or a flight kind of guy? There's only one way to figure that out. And, and that's in the moment when the dude busts through the door and you either run away or you face the problem head on. And, and fortunately I was the, the fight guy, but you never know what's going to happen in a fight when shit hits the fan and things are going absolutely terrible and your teeth are falling out of your mouth and you can't see out of your right eye and your nose is broken, so you can't breathe out of it and you're exhausted. You don't actually know how you're going to react until that happens. So, like, that was the moment when I when I knew, like, all right, like, I'm that guy. Like, I can keep going even though I know that there's no light at the end of this tunnel. And then that's important to me. Like, I think I took I took a lot from that. And had they thrown in the towel, I, I wouldn't have had that experience.
0: Not trying to give you any excuses, but that was a crazy time in everyone's life, right? When you fought um, COVID was you know very much new. Uh, you went from potentially headlining in your home state right and then the date getting pushed around all over the place to then going to Florida and then of course the break-in that we talked about uh in hindsight like where did you feel like you were you were all there or was there just a lot going on how much can you attribute all that stuff going on to what we saw in the cage
2: see like I I would like to like be honest about it but it's always going to sound like I'm making an excuse you know and, and no, I don't know I you're I human being and I don't want to take anything away from Glover. That's what, yeah. that's what I don't want to do. Like he earned that shit and and it was tough. I didn't make it easy on him. So it, it wasn't the best training camp I've ever had. That's for sure. Um, I felt like it was though in the moment, but I, I think that that's what we do as fighters. There was, you know, it was like just one thing after another, after another, it was just, I was banged up and, and, you know, I just fought through it all and and but in my head. I was like, you know, I didn't come this far to only come this far. Like it, I don't know. It's like, you're just trudging through all the shit and you just, like at some point, like people are like, Hey man, maybe we should turn around. And then like, in my head, it's just like, you just got to keep going forward. Like there's no failure, you know, like you have to keep going. And I, you know, the the big part was not being able to train in Denver that at the time I thought that like we were doing a good enough job uh, at home, but it's just different here. It's the the training part, the level, of the training partners, not even so much the coaching. It's the level of the training partners that are pushing you. It's the, you know, the altitude is is one thing, the, the, the structure that's here. It's, you know kind of at home like I, i've just done so well here in denver and i think part of it is and i don't want to blame it on my kids and my family but it's like like are you really re- like when i'm here i'm just a fighter mm-hmm. you know I, I go to practice i go eat some food get ready for the next one and it just it just repeats it's just rinse wash and repeat over and over and over when i'm at home it's like all right i gotta mow the grass gotta take the dog out I'm like oh yeah i gotta go to practice and you run the practice you come back you gotta run the kids here like it's just a lot so I don't, I don't think that that was like a reason, but it's definitely a factor in everything being different for sure. And, the, and then the break-in, I couldn't, there's no way I could leave them after that. Um, so there's that. But without making excuses, it, it, it wasn't the best training camp I ever had, that's for sure.
0: How is your family doing post-break-in? I saw you guys got a dog. That was a cool video that you posted. Yeah. Uh, so you got some backup, but do you feel like Became, you know, it's very traumatic for children very traumatic for you for your wife for everyone right your mother-in-law i believe was there as well
2: yeah uh, how are they doing um me i'm like i'm good you know i was i think i was pretty i was only just worried about them like I, I wasn't too i wasn't too shook up about it it was it was the family but the kids like they it's it's not that much better if i'm being honest they still wake up in the middle of the night and want me to check the doors and and they're having bad dreams and and like it goes away for a little while. Like we'll go a couple of weeks and none of them, neither, none of them will say anything about it. And then out of nowhere, you know, they'll something will remind them of it or, or whatever, you know? So I, like, I went to that guy's court date, uh, well, last week sometime and on Friday on Friday. So like, I think that kind of brought it up. Cause then they started talking about it a lot, which I get it. You know, like it's, it, it's not as bad as it was, but it's not perfect for sure. You saw him? I did. What was that like? Uh, he was shocked to see me for sure. Uh, but he was kind of being like a little, a little bitch, you know? Like he was sitting there with his – he had his mom, his dad, his brother, and his lawyer, and he's like dressed up in this like super nice button up and these checkered dress pants. And like, you know, I kind of watched him from the outside a little bit before I walked in. And, uh, and I don't even care if he listens to this. I was being super creep. So I was just watching him and, you know, they're like chit chatting back and forth. Like, doesn't look like he's that upset to be there. And, and then I walked in and they both, they all sat there with their heads down and their hands between their legs. Like, I don't think they were expecting to see me. Wow. And what was he there for? Uh, just to get a slap on the wrist. Okay. They ended up extending his court date, but he, he got a misdemeanor trespassing and a disturbing the peace ticket. Like it's, yeah. it's total, it's, it's a disaster.
0: Okay. So no real punishment. No, no. Dying to ask you about John Jones. What is your reaction of uh, him vacating the title, moving on, and, and now Jan and, and Dominic are going to fight for the vacant belt, but John leaving the division finally, a guy that you have been linked to. Are you happy about this, or were you wishing that he would stick around?
2: Well, first, I, for the first time maybe ever, and, and the whole time that I've been in a position to talk about John Jones, I actually we need to give him some credit. Um, he he could have held on to that title and held the division up. And there'd have been while he's going through whatever negotiations he's going through and then started talking about his heavyweight run and all that stuff and made them, cause it was pretty clear that Dana and the UFC were not going to strip him. So, you know, for him to just make a decision that he was going to go up and then not, want to continue because john is that kind of a guy like he wants what he wants and like that title's his and that's something that he he holds very dear to his heart like that is very much who john jones is he's a champion and he needs that so for him to to vacate it and and just kind of let the division move on and then him do his thing you know like right now john jones isn't a champion like that's that's kind of crazy right like no one beat him and he just gave it up and that says a lot about where John is kind of personally like he's like he's okay right now without being the champion of the world. And every time he's either, you know, he failed a drug test or gotten some trouble and had to be stripped or whatever you could tell. And even in the couple of interviews you did with him and, and you can tell that it just eats at him that he isn't the champion. And so maybe it's because it's on his terms and he vacated it, but either way um, I think it's a, a, a fairly noble thing to, to just give it up and then go about your business and work on your heavyweight run and let everyone else kind of keep moving forward personally um I, I still believe that the glover thing was a fluke and that that wouldn't happen if we fought nine more times i think i went 9 out of 9 out of 9 so i'm still in a position where i like i know that i can be the champion of the world and i don't want the dc thing to happen to happen to me like i don't want to you know so say say reyes wins and then the winner of Glover and Tiago likely get that title shot. Right. I would, I would imagine. Um, Then they fight and whether I fight again or I don't fight again, whatever. And I beat Rackage, then I beat the champion. Like, am I going to be the champion or is everyone going to say, yeah, you're the champion of the world, but like, it's because John Jones just gave it up. Like I don't want that DC thing to happen. And so that Mm kind of sucks that I'll never get a a shot at John Jones ever again likely. Uh, So that, that, that kind of sucks. But it is good that the division's moving. I think Reyes deserves a title shot. I think Blahovich deserves a title shot, uh, and the rest of us can keep working our way to it. How do you think he does at heavyweight?
0: I mean, you know Stepe, right? You know him pretty mm-hmm. well. Stepe versus John, who wins?
2: I don't know. It's a tough one. Um, I, I, it's always hard to like talk about John as if he's not a heavyweight because John is a heavyweight that sucks himself down to two hundred five. Mm. Uh, he has a heavyweight frame. He really does, and he it's. It, I've seen people talk about they don't know how John Jones is going to be able to carry the extra weight. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've seen John outside of camp. And, and I've seen John probably 240. You know what I mean? He gets the belly. And, you know, if he can put the weight on in a good way and, and keep his speed, I think he beats most of the heavyweights. Uh, mm-hmm. I think a couple of the guys at the top can give him problems. You know, that's, you know, your Francis and mm-hmm. Ngannis, and that's just because Francis is such a freak. Um, but I think that – I think John beats Francis easier than he beats Stipe for, for sure.
0: I think most people would agree with that as well. Yeah. Just based on Stipe's boxing, right. His foot movement and right. his, 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 uh his, his, his reach, his length. He, I mean, he's just a really good boxer, right. He right. probably goes. Well, to
2: you know, the one thing that I do, I do see a problem for Stipe is for as short as DC is he's, he's DC had a fairly success, like a, a fairly easy time uh, getting to Stipe. Yeah. Uh, and, and, that's just not how dc fought john you know he just always had a tough time getting to him uh it's the same problem i had with john i just couldn't get to him and you know that's what makes john great so i think that stipe if he would if he if he if he if he were to beat john jones he would have to figure out how he needs to be faster he needs to be faster and and he's, he's got to be more mobile you know he does move a lot already but you know the, the problem that everyone's going to have with John Jones is he just manages distance so well. Um, you know, I think with a guy like Francis, you know, John would have to be a little bit timid and, and stay away, stay away, and then fight Francis in the clinch. Cause I think John gets to the clinch with Francis and Gano. He fairly he pretty much does what he wants. Um, mm-hmm. Not so much with Stipe. Stipe is a good enough wrestler. He can fight in the clinch. He's super strong. Um, he's just, Stipe is like a heavy guy, even though he only weighs like 235 or 240 to he heaviest. It's weird. Like, he's just so heavy. Like everything he hits you with is just so hard. Um, But John's good at staying away. You know, like I think John is, he immediately is a danger factor in that division. Would you agree
0: with me that it's best for the 205 pound division if Dominic wins? Because it kind of reminds me a lot of the Johnny Hendricks, George St. Pierre situation back at UFC 167, where a lot of people, including myself, thought that Johnny Hendricks beat GSP. So even though GSP left the division, once Johnny was booked against Robbie Lawler and eventually won, it didn't feel like he was, you know, the paper champ or the secondary champ. It was like, all right, this guy kind of is the king without a crown. He deserved to win that fight in November of 2013, I believe it is. It's okay. We can live with this. And I sort of feel like the same thing will happen if Dominic wins. So a, do you agree with that? And B, are you rooting for Dominic to win? Is, is it better for the division if he wins in your opinion?
2: Uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's better for the division. It's definitely better for Dominic Reyes because yeah. if he, if he goes in and he goes in and he loses, uh, then it's always going to look like he just had the best night of his life and John yeah. had that night right. for the division. You know, I never really thought about it like that. I don't know if it matters or not, but okay, um, I'm not really rooting for, for either guy. Uh, for whatever reason, I have a feeling that uh, that Jan can get it done. I just like that guy's style. He's just – everything's so basic, and, and he's, he, he just does everything, and, you know, he just looks the part, and Jan's kind of unassuming, but he's really, really big. He's got big power in his hands, and, and I don't know. It'd be nice to kind of see the guy that's kind of maybe winding down a little bit Getting close to the end of his career, he's, he, he kind of went under the radar for a long time. Uh, he's been doing this a long time. It'd be cool to see him kind of get a title and then, whether he loses it right away or not, whatever, just be able to at least sail off in the sunset with a, with a world championship.
4: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: Well, it's a fascinating time at 205 with your fight coming up, the Glover, Tiago Santos fight coming up, obviously the title fight, John leaving. So it's a whole new era, first time in nine and a half years that someone not named John Jones or Daniel Cormier is going to hold the light heavyweight title. So that's kind of exciting and fresh for the division as well. And I like when all this stuff is happening at the same time. So let's end on this if I can. rakich to me is really good and i thought he won his last fight against vulcan so he should be on i believe a 13 fight winning streak if if he would have gone the nod he'd lost via split decision are you impressed with him a and b what kind of guy do you expect to see based on what happened in the vulcan fight
2: um am i impressed with yeah yeah i think i am uh you don't sound very impressed what listen it's it's kind of the same same shit like anytime someone anytime someone like like him comes up or it's like he's super all right he what are the things that people say about about alexander he's really strong and he's explosive and he's athletic and he's big like that's p- pretty much what he's used up to the point that he lost like hmm. he beat everyone just by being an athlete and he's he obviously has some skills his striking is good i'll give him that um but it's not; it doesn't wow me. He he throws looping punches. He jumps into kicks. He, he just he's just powerful and explosive. And and versus people that you know like like Justin Lett it like that's not super impressive. Like you can kind of just be an like you can just be an athlete and be big and strong and powerful and know how to throw a punch and beat that guy. No n- no disrespect. He's just not at the highest level. So then he runs into a guy like Vulcan who's not afraid of him and and who hits equally as hard. And is powerful, and and it backs him off a little bit. Like he's he's kind of a bully, and he wants to push forward, and he just runs people over. And then he kind of ran into Vulcan, and he couldn't. It, whether he won that fight or lost that fight, uh, Vulcan made him fight very differently from how he would fought in the past. Uh, and I expect a lot of the same with me. It's, it's it'll be re- he'll be really really tough in the first couple of minutes, and then when you force a guy like that to have to think and and use his brain and set traps and and kind of be tricky he's not so tricky you know he's, mm. he's 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 very basic super dangerous though so and that's what's exciting for me he's, he's very very dangerous he's, he's powerful and, and he believes in his power um which which is tough to deal with but it could also be his downfall as well um the guys that rely on that you know are kind of surprised when the guy's still there um it, for as much as his cardio gets talked about you know like he was fairly tired in the third round of the vulcan fight um but I've also been in there with Vulcan and I know that that dude makes you tired. So I don't know if that's just that fighter or if that's how it is, but I just, I, I see it being a, a pretty tough first round. And then, and then once we get him settled in, then I think that I can do whatever I want. I just think that I'm the more technical striker. He's the, he's the more powerful one. Um, he's the, you know, I'm the better, he are probably equal on wrestling. I would imagine, but I'm absolutely the better jujitsu guy. So he really only has one way to win the fight. Like he has to knock me out and, you know, I think I've proven at this point that that's fairly hard to do. Um, and with the better, you know, I, I think he's looking at it from, you know, I got a, I, I got a little, I got a friend, you know, we have a mutual friend oh. and, and you know, he's, he's got all of his, his gym people and his training partners and stuff hitting me up on Instagram, telling him, telling me that, you know, he's going to kill me. And oh, so it's, it's like, he's going to, like, he really thinks he's going to break me and make me quit. Uh, so like, it's kind of exciting to me because I fought two people in a row that I really like. Like I really, really, really like Glover, and I really, really like and respect Gustafson. Uh, It's it's kind of it's kind of fun to like go in there with like a little bit of a chip, you know, like kind of like like this this guy, you know, like I'm I'm ready. So I almost welcome it, you know. Like it's it's super fun to go in there with guys like. He reminds me Hector Lombard, a little Mm -hmm. bit. Like Hector was kind of like blowing me off, and he was gonna kill me, and he was gonna break me. He didn't know who I was, and I didn't deserve to be in there with him. and then we've seen how that worked out. Like it's super tough at the beginning because that's just how they fight. But as it goes on, like you you figure them out, and and it just it'll be fun to see him break after having the intention to break me. Like that's the fun part for me. So it's yeah, like I, I'm I'm I don't know. Like I can't wait to talk trash to him in the middle of it. Like it's, <laughs> I'm super excited for this one. I haven't been like super giddy in a long time, and I'm 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 super excited for this one.
0: By the way, the mutual friend—is he giving you tips on what's going on at the gym?
2: Nah, no. Nah, okay. I just don't. Speak, I just don't speak or write the language. Oh, okay. but, right. So I, I right. can't translate it. Right, right, right. So he, he translates, he translates it, and and lets me. And listen, he's a young guy. He believes he won his last fight. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. And and he's looking at my last fight. So it's like, okay, like if you're gonna look at that, and that's the guy you think is showing up, like your coaches are doing you a big disservice if you guys aren't looking back further than that. So whatever it's fun. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm happy that he's kind of like, I don't know, kind of gritty and kind of talking shit a little bit. Like that's, it's really, I don't know. It's exciting.
0: Well, I was excited about the fight going into this conversation. Uh 39 pro fight for you. Five straight main events. Now, uh, things are going well, but now I'm even more excited. You have sold me on it. So I'm looking forward to this very much. August 29th, Las Vegas, the return of Anthony Smith against Alexander Rakich. Um, and, and by the way, I just want to say, that no one cares about what I think about this, but you're doing such a great job on those broadcasts, man. Really, you're so well-spoken and thoughtful and honest. Uh, so I hope that they get to use you more because I really enjoy when they when they put you on the desk, the post-fight show and all that stuff, pre-fight show. Keep it up. And, and the series show as well is great. So keep it up, Anthony. I'm glad everyone's doing well. And uh, I hope they continue to do well, and you know your family is concerned. And uh, I'm looking forward to this fight. So good luck to you and the team come August 29th.
2: Thanks a lot, man. And that means a lot to me. The 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 media part of it because it's it's really hard. It really is. And you don't make it seem that way. You're very comfortable it's, up there. It's, it's so hard. You know, I study really well. I think that that's where that's what kind of saves me a little bit. Is is I once by the time I get there, I know these guys inside and out. And uh, so, but that does mean a lot to me. I appreciate that. I've said this before, I could talk to Anthony Smith all day, such a
0: well-spoken, thoughtful guy, uh, has turned into a great broadcaster, still a player at 205, I know he lost his last fight, but still a player in my opinion, and especially now with John out, opens the door, right? I mean, now there's a lot of possibilities for guys like him, Glover Teixeira, Tiago Santos, all the guys that lost to John Jones are now very much alive and excited. So we're going to get, we're going to get Reyes and Bahovic on September 26th. We're going to get Glover and Tiago, and we're getting Rakic and Anthony. Those are pretty much the top six guys. We've got a bit of a little tournament here. This is very exciting stuff at 205. So next up is Lionheart versus Rakich. I'm looking forward to that fight, especially hearing Anthony talk about and seeing the kind of place that he's in mentally and physically. That is good news if you're a fan of Anthony Smith. All right, time now for everyone's favorite segment of the week. And as always, it is brought to you by Modelo, Modelo Especial, setting the gold standard for authentic Mexican beer since 1925, Modelo, brewed for those with a fighting spirit.
4: TST's Minimalist Tip of the Week.
5: So, Ariel, I had a long talk with myself this past weekend, and I decided that there are some changes I need to make in my life because as a minimalist, I am always Assessing where I am, who I want to be, and quite frankly, I'm not happy with who I am right now. And so I made some changes. And whenever I feel I need to make some changes or some adjustments to my life, there's one thing that I commonly go back to to reset my priorities. And what I do is I practice the rule of three. So what the rule of three is, you ask, thank you for asking. I basically assign a number of habits that I want to start incorporating into my week. So, for example, the rule of three habits that I've chosen this week are I want to, read for 30 minutes, I want to go on a walk that's at least 45 minutes long. And there's a couple other habits in there. And I want to do all of those things three times in a week. And then I I go to my list after I do, I check it off. And I just keep doing this just to reinforce these habits. Because as as we all know, the way you build habits is just constantly doing stuff over and over again to the point where I can be doing these things where I don't have to think about it or make a list to do it. So I feel that I was losing my way a little bit. So if any of you are losing your way and there's things you want to incorporate into life, I would suggest doing something like the rule of three. I like it. The rule of three. Three is a great
0: number. One of my favorite numbers, by the way. 33 is my favorite because of the great Patrick Ewing, but I've actually uh, started to read a little more during this pandemic. I don't know why. Now that sports have come back, I've done it less, but in the beginning when there wasn't anything going on, that was one of the big new additions to my life,
5: because you get caught looking at the phone and TV, iPad. That's another one of my changes, is to go screenless for two hours at a time. Do you still do screenless Saturday, by the way? It's been harder during the pandemic, because the whole point of screenless Saturday in normal times was to get away from the connection, but now you're not really seeing people anymore. So you thrive for that connection. So the reasons why I wanted to do screenless Saturday, I don't, I didn't want to do it anymore because I, I, we are social beings and you're not getting socialization during the week. So if it has to be virtually, then it has to be virtually. So I, I don't do screenless Saturday. I still do it, but I don't do it for the entire day anymore. It's more like a four or five hour thing as opposed to like a 10 hour thing
0: wow i never thought that you would give up screenless saturday i mean you were really well when incorrect.
5: when life is going back to normal Screenless saturday's back
0: It's back okay all right i thought you just became such a big ufc fan that you couldn't bear disconnect on that too
5: i've been all over the fights fight nights big pay-per-view events we're, having people over
0: you were devastated about daniel cormier
5: i was devastated i was so devastated i was devastated about him about sean o'malley hopefully it doesn't happen to colby covington in september
0: that's right. Big fight against Tyron Woodley. By the way, speaking of Sean O'Malley, uh, I do suggest you also check out the ESPN MMA YouTube channel. We've got a new interview with Marlon Cheeto Vera, a big uh, Marlon fan, big Cheeto fan. He's got a great backstory. Street fights in Ecuador. The guy's, uh, he's a really smart guy who respects the history of the game. So If you want a little more insight into that win and who Marlon Vera is, I suggest you check that out right now on the ESPN MMA YouTube channel. Also of note, uh, believe it or not, my friends, we are off next week. And when I say we, I mean uh, myself, DC, no Monday show, no Wednesday show. My first off week in 2020, you know, I took a lot of pride in uh, trying to keep the train rolling along, especially in the pandemic, different times doing things from home. And I hope that you guys enjoyed it. Not not to say that you know we're we're out of the darkness or anything. Obviously, it's still very much a real thing in our country and and in this world. But um, you know, it, it's sometimes it's good to unplug and, and recharge. And at some point, I had to take that break. So uh, next week will be that week. So no Monday show, no Wednesday show. We'll be back August thirty first with Daniel Cormier. So that'll be exciting. His first uh, time back on the show, and then the regular schedule. I will have. Uh, and Ariel and the Bad Guy for you next week. So I'm not totally disappearing, because I know you couldn't survive with no Ariel for one week. I mean, let's not get crazy. So ESPN Plus uh, will have Ariel and the Bad Guy next Thursday. Next Thursday, by the way, a lot of people ask me, Thursday is the new Ariel and the Bad Guy day. So it's DC and Hawani Monday. We've got uh, this show on Wednesdays, the pod, the Helwani show pod. And then Thursday is uh, Bad Guy. And we've got some other stuff in the works as well. So stay tuned for that. Anything you want to add to all this TST or that's it? That's fine. Is It's definitely.
5: Um, you want to give me a, a review a something, nothing. That's all you got. We're good on time. I'm sure. Was that was that your sign off? Is that your official sign off? No, I'm still talking. This is the show right here. What are you talking uh, about? Oh, is it? This is still the show. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, I've got another review here. What,
0: are you ta- what do you mean? You just checked out on me there? Were, yeah, not a, I
5: thought that was your sign-off. I don't know. Huh. I thought I knew you. we got a five-star review here from Music Ward titled Modelo Especial. Only MMA podcast I listen to currently. I enjoy DC and Ariel together, and Ariel has become one of my favorite sports media guys. Yes. Great interviewer and very articulate. I look forward to seeing you do NBA sideline reporting again, too, Modelo Especial. Root for those with the Fighting Spirit. Yes, I love it.
0: I love everything about it. Please continue to rate, download, subscribe, and review. We appreciate you more than you know, and you allow us to continue to do a lot of fun things. So trust me, those five stars and those reviews and all that. People pay attention; they mean a lot to a lot of people. So. Uh, Thank you to all of you who go out of your way and do that sort of thing. All right, we're out of time. Big weekend of MMA coming up. This is the official sign-up, by the way, so you can play my music. We've got uh, two big events this weekend. We've got the return of the UFC. Of course, they never take a break. It's Pedro Munoz against Frankie Edgar. Looking forward to that. And also, it's the return of Bellator. And it's the return of... Uh, one of their best champions, double champ Ryan Bader going up against Vadim Nemkov in an important light heavyweight fight. So stay tuned for that. That's Friday, UFC on Saturday. I would say I'd be back on Monday to talk about it all, but I'm not. And I hope that you can uh, survive. I'll be back in two weeks to talk about it all. Well, I'll be on Iron bad guys. Well, you get the point. I won't be on Monday, but I'll be back later in the week. Anyhow, enjoy the fights. I love you all. Thanks for our guests. Thanks to TST. I'll talk to you soon.